Now hear these words from the 11th chapter of the prophet Isaiah, the first 10 verses. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness. He will judge the needy with justice. He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf with the will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf with the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw with the ox. Infants will play near the hole of the cobra, young children will put their hands into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This week, as I pulled out of my driveway one afternoon, I phoned back to the house, tried to get a hold of Keith to tell him that the next time he was throwing things out, would he please throw away the potted plants? See, the mums had completely lost their color, and the bougainvilleas, while they had a few blooms left, most of the leaves had dropped. You know, I think during the flaky weather of the last few weeks, they'd been shut up in the garage and they just had not had enough fresh air and they looked pathetic. I give up, I said to Keith. Emil Bruner, who was a 20th century theologian, wrote that as oxygen is to the lungs, such is hope to the meaning of life. Oh, we all need fresh air. This is true. I also believe it's true that we all need hope. Hope is important to the very meaning of our existence. I believe it's also true that our faith tradition has a lot to offer in this particular area. You know, it's the Christian faith tradition, I believe. It may be our greatest strength, offering hope to the world that surrounds us. The passage for today from the 11th chapter of the prophet Isaiah is a passage of hope, great spans of hope. Isaiah says, a shoot will come up from the roots of Jesse, from a stump. A shoot will come up and the spirit of the Lord will rest on this Messiah. Justice and righteousness will be at the core of his very nature. And because of his leadership, peace will reign. Now, this is not just a peace that is a quiet stillness or a peace that means lack of conflict. This is a peace that unifies all that has been divided. 
The ox and the lion will eat straw together. The lamb and the wolf will be in the same pen together. The child will play in the viper's nest. This is a peace that is almost unimaginable. This is a peace. This is a hope for a peace with a great expanse. This particular image from this particular passage has inspired not only the artwork for today, because it's so poetic and beautiful, but it also has inspired hundreds of pieces of artwork throughout the centuries. This is a wonderful passage of hope. And yet, one of my pastor friends said to me this week, this passage is also a little embarrassing, because if this is the hope for the community that surrounds the Messiah, well, we don't look much like this. We don't look much like this piece. So what do we do with that? Well, I've wondered this week if the first thing that we should do is redefine the word hope. See, often I think I use the word hope in a very wrong way. Just this week I said to my husband, I sure hope that this house will be cleaned up by the time your mother comes. Well, I might as well have said, I sure hope that we're going to get an invitation to the royal wedding in April because it is not going to happen. There is not a chance that the three mess makers that Keith and I house were going to clean up their act enough for the house to be cleaned by Friday. And it wasn't. Sometimes I use the word hope when what I really mean is it's not going to happen in a million years. There's not a chance. Other times I use the word hope when I'm talking about my own abilities or the abilities of others around me. My intentions are good when I use the word hope. I might stand in front of you today and say, I really hope to get my Christmas cards in the mail this week. And you know what? I've ordered my Christmas cards. They've been designed. They've been delivered to my house. All I have to do is address them and put them in the mail. And chances are, this week it'll happen. I might also stand in front of you and say, I hope that one day my children will go to college. Well, you know what? They're pretty bright. They are self-disciplined enough that one day they may take their messes out of my house to a college near you. (laughs) The chances are good. So often I use the word hope when I am talking about my intentions or my abilities or human intentions and abilities. But I think that may be the wrong use of the word hope as well. If I've learned anything from the 11th chapter of Isaiah this week, what I've learned is that hope is about not human intentions or abilities, but hope is about God's intention and abilities. Four times in the second verse of this passage, the word spirit is used. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. There will be a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and might, a spirit, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. While our English versions of the Bible often translate this Hebrew word into spirit, that is a correct translation, there are other meanings for the Hebrew word used here. Another meaning for the Hebrew word used here is breath or wind. The wind of the Lord will rest on him. The breath of the Lord will bring knowledge and understanding, shifting, moving gently, bringing new life out of a tree stump. 
You know, I want to tell you a thing or two about the time that Isaiah lived in. Isaiah lived in Judah during the reign of King Ahaz. And Isaiah said about Ahaz that he was the picture of an unfaithful king. At this particular time in history, the Assyrians were on the march. And the Assyrians were destroying everything in their path. And so the northern kingdom, Israel and Syria, began to be a bit nervous. And they tried to to, um, seek out an alliance with Judah to unite against Assyria. But King Ahaz would have none of that. He was too scared. And so King Ahaz sent word to the Assyrian king, and he said, Protect me. I am your servant. I am your son. And so the Assyrians went on the move. A march of menace, destroying everything in their path, including the northern kingdom. Isaiah writes in the ninth chapter, The land was burned, and the people were fueled to the fire. And what would happen to Judah? What would happen to Judah's pride? When the Assyrians got there, well, it would just be cut down and burned up. Oh, Isaiah knew a thing or two about burnt-up old tree stumps. That was the landscape that Isaiah lived in. Strange place for hope, don't you think? I got two different emails this week, both to link to videos of scenes of shoppers. One scene was in Macy's. The other scene was in a food court in Alabama where the shoppers are just milling about, minding their own business, buying their Christmas gifts, when all of a sudden, the hallelujah chorus begins, not over the speakers, but in the crowd. I think this is called a flash mob, but it was a strange place to see the hallelujah chorus. The 11th chapter of the book of Isaiah, I submit to you, is Isaiah's flash mob. This is a weird place, a strange place for hope. But this is Isaiah's message. Hope exists here in this landscape of burn-up old tree stumps. And I think those people who heard Isaiah's message got the picture. But if they didn't get the picture, it would be just a few hundred years later where a baby boy would be born in Bethlehem. Oh, from the line of Jesse. And his parents would take him and raise him in Galilee in a town called Nazareth. A town called Nazareth. The name who, that sounds is pronounced like very much, is pronounced very much like the Aramaic word for branch. Here in Nazareth, the shoot would become strong, would bear fruit. He would heal the sick. He would teach his disciples. He would eat with sinners. He would eventually journey to Jerusalem where he would be crucified and died and for three days buried. Now that's dead. But then he would appear to his disciples, scars and all. And the spirit, the breath of God would be on the move again, gently changing things, gently moving. This is our hope. 
situation is never too bleak or desperate. I'm afraid that I haven't done a good job teaching this to my children. Because just yesterday, my three-year-old son came to me and said, Mommy, I don't want anything for Christmas. Daniel, I said, you worked on your list to Santa Claus a few weeks ago. You had Alice write it out. You cut and pasted pictures. Why? I don't want anything from Santa Claus, he said. I don't want anything for Christmas. Well, it took me a while to figure it out. But he has heard the song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, this week. And he's figured out that the situation looks bleak. If naughty children don't get anything, well, he should just throw in the towel. I've seen desperate situations. I've lived long enough to see desperation. I traveled a few years ago with David and and other members, other citizens from San Antonio to Liberia shortly after the war had ended. I've seen what a war-torn nation looks like. I've sat with people who have been betrayed by a friend or family member. I've walked with a family as a loved one is dying. I've lost a loved one in my own family. I've been in the middle of a divorce. I've seen desperation. But what I know to be true is the hope. The hope that that's never the last word. That God is always at work. The Spirit of the Lord is always moving. Bringing new life. New breath. Bringing a branch out of a tree stump.